You are listening to the Revive the World Ministries podcast. We hope this message encourages you to be all God created you to be so that you can impact the world around you with the love and power of God. For more information about us, you can visit our website at revivetheworld.org or visit us in person each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. We hope to connect with you soon. So to give you an update, I know Katie mentioned, and some of y'all know that I've been I'd been sick for like four months with stomach stuff, and I won't get into all that. But uh, since Monday, um, this strain, we went Owen and I took an impromptu trip down to Mammoth Cave just to hang out for the day, and uh, I didn't take any of my natural medicine stuff that I'd been taking, and I've been healed ever since Monday. So. I've been good. I tested it a little more yesterday with some things that I ate, and uh, and I was and I was good. And so you know, I know that's not like doctor's orders. Stop taking your medicine, and then you're healed. But it, I had taken it for a long time, and then I just stopped. And I didn't even stop on purpose. I stopped on accident because we were in Cape City all day. So I was like, I forgot to take it. And uh, I'm really I'm a really good patient. Like I'll take whatever you know. I'm like you tell me to do it. It's better for it's good for me. I'll do it. Like I'm going to do, especially, you know, being a sick. So thanks for all your prayers. I know Jesus healed me, and I'm just so grateful. It feels good to feel good. <laughs> but I learned a lot in this season, and a lot of things I'm really grateful that, I, that this, I'm grateful for what I learned through it. I'm not grateful for the pain, but I'm grateful for everything that he taught me in the midst of, of this. And some of the stuff Kaya said about tectonic plates and things shifting, that stuff's already started to take place. Um, in this season, you know, and so it disrupted and interrupted my whole whole world in a real good way, and so I'm really grateful that I've gotten back to um, what I'm I've gotten back to. <laughs> so I want to do this. I'm going to sh- preach a uh, short message. Hopefully, you guys will give me a little grace, and I'll uh, keep you just a tiny bit longer, just because we're already at noon. Um, but I really want to give words of knowledge and pray for physical healing before I do anything. And so this won't take real long, but I'd rather, you know, uh, pray for y'all. And actually, uh, we'll see how it goes, but you're probably going to be the prayer team. And we're going to do like we normally do if you're not accustomed to being here. We pray short prayers like Jesus did and expect results quickly because that's what Jesus did. And uh, we don't have to beg him for anything. He already wants to do it more than we want him to. And so healing's on his heart. And it's always, it's always on his mind. People have been getting healed during worship, I believe, just internally, some of the stuff Sarah said. So we'll just keep the theme going of some external, external healing. And sometimes when we get healed externally, it does something in our hearts too. So here's some words of knowledge. I'm just going to rattle them off and try these out and see if they're Jesus. And, and this is the first time I've ever gotten a couple words of knowledge that were, uh, I've got some words of wisdom that are practical with the words of knowledge that I don't think they even need physical healing. They just, you just need a word of wisdom that will show you what you need to do naturally in your life. So we'll see if, if those are Jesus or not. So uh, carpal tunnel or tendons in the wrist, which <laughs> raise your hand. If these, if these land for you, if you've got carpal tunnel, you've got, you've got tendon damage in your wrist, everybody but Tia. Um, Tia's are, I already know it's for her. But um, you got, but okay. On just so I'm gonna have y'all stand up here in a minute. I'm just making sure these are Jesus, and so we got a couple people. Um, L4 and L5. 
in your in your lower back. Is that is that the exact discs too? Because I literally heard L four and L five, and and you weren't even here yet. I I wrote I literally wrote them down. I didn't. <laughs> okay, if there anybody else has got problems with their L four and L five in their their disc or in your lower back that you could, and maybe you just don't know it's the L four and L five. That's the bottom five discs, vertebrae. Yep. Okay. We got a three. Awesome. Uh, awesome, not because you're hurting, but because the blood wind is going to heal you. Uh, nerve pain on the on the right side um, of your body, and I believe that there's if there's anybody's got nerve pain up here from the base of the skull down to on the right side, or you do? Is it is it from the base of the skull down? Yeah. Okay. Okay, we see Jesus get rid of that today. And anybody's got pain, nerve pain in the lower part of the right side? Anybody else nerve pain in the lower part of the right side? Let's take one. One's great. Um, the back, back of your knees, like the, in the back part of your knees, I don't know if it's muscular, um, but just somewhere in the back, the back of your knees. Yep, yep. Anybody else? Three. Okay. Yay, Jesus. Um, I lost my place. Okay. Uh, muscle cramps that you get frequently. Muscle cramps, not lady cramps. Muscle cramps. <laughs> I heard specifically that this was different. <laughs> I'd call that out and get you all healed in a, for the sake of... I'm going to shut up <laughs> for the sake of my mouth closing. <laughs> we got muscle cramps frequently. Anybody else? There's muscle cramps frequently. So I have a, so we're going to pray for you. I have a, I feel like this is a, a practical word of wisdom is that um, potassium, that there's potassium that's lacking and also that you're to drink like uh, Pedialyte or liquid IV, either one, along with a greater amount of water, that that's literally the reason that there's cramping. I've never <laughs> given a practical word of wisdom before, but I like those a whole lot, right? So we'll pray for you too, but I believe that those things are, does that make sense to you? Yeah, would you say that, yeah, I'm probably lacking in, in dehydration, you know? Actually, some doctors say that people ought to drink a couple of Pedialytes a week anyway, just as adults, because you're not getting enough water intake. Right? I like liquid IV myself. I drink it when I travel. Um, <clears throat> bone spur. Feel on the bottom of the foot, or you think you have a bone spur, or it's pain in the bottom of your foot? Could be. Okay. Two of you. Brain fog. <laughs> Brain fog. Okay. Yeah. I dealt with that severely after COVID. Serious brain fog. It's gone now. So... Um, did anybody start, this, isn't, this is one more practical one, anybody start running recently and you have pain in your side when you run? Anybody start running recently? <laughs> They're like, huh? Have you? Pain in your side? You don't, you, you've been in the military, you know the, the practical thing to this. Is that kind of you? Abby? Yep. So, We'll pray for you too, but I've, I felt like practical breathing, like exhale. I, 
exhale every third third step as you slow your breathing down you inhale for two you, or you exhale for two inhale for one exhale for two inhale for one and it's a slowed rhythm of breathing i know it's it's practical but i feel like that if it's practical then it's spiritual sometimes we'll pray for you also going out uh, okay so this isn't a word of knowledge but i felt like it was okay for me to go after it uh, anybody that's got a hearing loss anybody that's got i felt like we have permission to go after hearing loss um, okay, so everybody that needs healing, will you stand up? And the two, so you all gave words about the building too. We were just, so just to encourage you guys and to encourage the rest of the family, as a team, we were just last Sunday, we were dreaming about what we wanted in our new building, what the size of it, property, all that stuff. Just last Sunday, we were just dreaming about a new building. Then you guys can prophesy about it. I'm like, yeah. So everybody that you see standing around you, I want you to so get a gauge. for If they have pain, just get a gauge. Ask them their pain level on a scale of 0 to 10, and then we're going to pray short prayers, okay? So go ahead. You guys are empowered to do this. I'll just pray with you corporately over y'all. Yeah. Thanks, Jesus. So Holy Spirit, we just invite you to come right now. We invite you to come with healing. For every person right now in the name of Jesus. Thanks, Lord. Thanks, Jesus. Right now in Jesus' name. Every bit of it. All the pain. We take authority over it. Come in all to get out now in Jesus' name. Every bit of it go. Yeah, thank you. I just release peace. Peace, peace, peace. Ooh, yeah, peace in your presence in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for bone spur. Thank you for... The pain in the bottom of the foot leap, that's the one too. <laughs> Thank you. Be healed in Jesus' name. Every bit of it go right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, right now. Thanks, Jesus. Whew. Thanks, Lord. Thanks, Jesus. Peace. Peace, peace, peace. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Check them and see how they are. If there was pain they could feel, see if it's different. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks for brain fog leaving. Peace. In Jesus' name, all clarity right now in the name of Jesus. Okay. Yeah, thanks, Jesus. Thanks, Jesus. Your foot. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. Thank you. Turned it back off. Okay. All right. I want you to. Check them, see how they're feeling. I want you to know, uh, wave your hands over your head if you're 50% or more healed. 50% or more healed? Look at hands. Lots of hands. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Who, who's 75% who's, who's or more healed? Yeah, all, you healed all the way? Yeah. Jesus favors you because you're a Yankees fan. No, I'm just kidding. But... Uh, Sorry, privately, I believe it's true. But 
<laughs> yeah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Come on. More, more God. So if, yep, thanks for everything you're doing right now. How's your wife? She went to the bathroom. Did she, okay, we'll check her when she comes back. Thank you, Jesus. A little bit more. Yeah, thanks, Jesus. Guys, you can pray one more time if you need to. And then I believe that we're just going to see people healed as we go throughout the next, next 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah, sometimes the kingdom comes in seed form, and then moments later we see it happen. In fact, Abby, you, were you, did you have pain? Mom, wrists? How are they? When, okay, we'll find out. We'll find out soon. Thanks, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. All right. Anybody else healed? Anybody else healed? Mostly healed or all the way healed? Yay, yay. Yes, Jesus, thank you. Come on. Thanks, Lord. Okay. This is what I, this is what I want you to do. I want you to trust Jesus. That what you, what you prayed for in faith and that he, what He revealed... He wants to heal. Rich, you still, you good? Did you have pain in the back of your knee? I didn't have pain right now. You don't have pain right now? Okay. Okay. Yep. Let me know how it is. Yeah. Thanks, Jesus. You don't have any pain right now because of the presence of God? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, thanks guys for, so this is, what I, this is what I'd love for you to do. I'd love for you to let us know testimonies when this is all said and done, right? Whether you send them in later at, at support at revivetheworld.org or you uh, tell us personally if you've got time today to stay, you know, after a few minutes and let us know what Jesus did. We want to celebrate with you and we share those with other people to encourage them. Uh, it can, sometimes your testimony becomes their miracle. Right? Because what he does for one, he wants to do for another. And our testimonies prophesy to people. Well, they say, well, God did it for you, he can do it for me. That's what my life, that's what your life does to people. Our life is a prophetic portal, so to speak. You look in, you say, wow, God can do that with them? He can definitely do it with me. Right? We're supposed to be hope. And so that's what I want to briefly talk to you about today. And so this is one of my, these are my, you know, if you'd ask me, what would you want to do on your birthday? This is what I'd want to do. I will be a room full of people that will worship Jesus and see people healed and set free and, and uh, hear the gospel, all right? That's, what, that's, a, that's a birthday present from heaven for me. I think the first time I got to preach on my birthday was probably eight or nine years ago, and it was in a, at a tent, real tent. I know we don't see a whole lot of those anymore, but a real tent revival. <laughs> um, there, we didn't experience any revival, but there was, tent. There was a tent there, and I did preach. <laughs> It was called a tent revival, but, you know, not everything is called a revival is actually revival, <laughs> unfortunately. But we do say it in expectation and hope. And so I want to talk to you, just in, encourage you and empower you today that you and I were created to be ambassadors of love and hope. 
It's everybody's assignments, regardless of your gifting, regardless of your sphere of influence, regardless of where you feel like you're primarily called, or if you're administrative, or you're, you know, whatever it is, if you, you name it, regardless of where you're at in life today, or where you're, whatever you're passionate about, this applies to you. Every one of us, and, and let me prove it to you in Scripture, every one of us are ambassadors of the gospel, so every one of us are ambassadors of, of love and, and hope. And so I want to just show you in Scripture, empower you with this, and then give you a couple keys that I believe are vital to us walking as ambassadors. And recently I've been talking about what it is to allow Jesus to be Lord over my life. Like when I came into the kingdom, I accepted him as my Lord and Savior. I confess him as Lord and Savior, right? And as him, him being Lord over my life, over every area of my life, as the gateway to the fullness of me actually being able to see him as father and as friend. That the, In the kingdom, there's an order of things. And it comes first through lordship. And then I get to see him appropriately as father and as friend because he's all those things. But I believe that he can't be any of those things if he's not first Lord. And Lord over my life actually empowers me. Because some people, when they hear, Lord, no, I'm going to make somebody Lord over my life, even if it's Jesus, he just wants to control me. That's not true. He wants to empower you. <laughs> he wants to empower you into all the freedom that's already it's already deposited through the Holy Spirit when you and I became born-again believers. There's a plethora of heaven that's on the inside of us through the Holy Spirit. And He wants us to be able to enjoy the fullness of it and to be able to show others what that looks like and be an attraction to them into their kingdom life. Right? Because it's not just about, this isn't an American gospel where it's just about me and I get to, you know, bless me. I, I mean, I'm, I'm in the bless me club. I like that. You know what I mean? Bless me. But blessing upon me is not even primarily for me. Favor upon me is not so I get a good parking spot or 30% off. Or I mean, we, we, we relegate favor to some of the silliest things, right? <laughs> I'm like, favor is not for those things. That's nice that you got the front row parking spot. You don't have to walk an extra 15 feet. I personally would rather walk the extra 15 feet, actually park somewhere farther away where somebody doesn't door ding my car. I like that. I had somebody hit my car not long ago. I like to be away from people. If I, I don't park next to people, the, the whole side of their car is ripped up, window broke out, duct tape over it. I'm like, I just don't. I'm like, I'm not going to park next to you because I know that you probably don't care a whole lot about your door. <laughs> and you probably don't care a whole lot about mine either. So favor is even primarily, it's for other people. In the kingdom, when we come in, it's all about, it, it becomes, it comes to us so that it can come through us. There's an order of things, and it, start, it literally starts with lordship, so that we can flow in the fullness of everything that he sees us as as sons and daughters. The richness of the kingdom of God that is in us is to be explored through this primary making Jesus my Lord and exalting him above everything in my life, every circumstance, every situation, regardless of what, this is one of the primary things I learned in this season of my life, that even in needing healing, that I exalted the need for healing above his lordship. And, the, and, and then it inadvertently got my worship because whatever I exalt over him gets my worship. 
And so it wasn't intentional. He's not mad about it, but he does. He's so good. He's so gracious. He's so kind that he will. He'll just gently grab your cheek and he'll just turn and be like, okay, we just need a little two degree course correction here. Let me show you, son. Let me, let me show you what you need to focus on. Don't focus on this. And when I started to, when I started to actually exalt him above it and quit trying to get healed, quit trying to get healed, and I actually just began to worship him for who he was, not what he could do for me. And look what happened. I believe it was one of the keys to my breakthrough. You know, it was something he already wanted to do. I don't understand why it took so long. You can't, you can't even get me to try to touch that. <laughs> that's just, just mystery. I could give you lots of practical stuff that's not biblical and build a theology out of disappointment or whatever. You know what? That wouldn't help you or anybody else. It's just mystery. And I put it in the mystery box and I continue to move forward. And then I can continue to live in awe and wonder of God. Which is another key to allowing Him to be Lord is I actually get to live in awe and wonder of who He is. And that is to never stop. Not in this life, not when we transfer into the next place. Awe and wonder of who He is will continue. And so let me read these scriptures, 2 Corinthians 5 Verses 18 through 21, this is out of the, I think it's out of the New King James or the NASB, one of the two. Uh, now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That's for all of us. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. You know, and so here's verse 20. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. I read verse 21 because it's really good. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. We get to be the righteousness of, of God. It means to be restored back to the original intent. Isn't that amazing? We, <laughs> we get to be the righteous. Now, he, he knew no sin. He became sin for us. He became sin for us, not because we were sinners, but because we were never created to be sinners. That was never the original design. We became sinners through Adam and Eve, not because God created us to be that way. Isn't that good? It takes a whole different, it shifts the whole thing when I, I actually see that, oh, oh, sin was never sp no, supposed to be a part of my nature. And then if you're a born-again believer, it's no longer a part of your nature anymore either. <laughs> and so that's how we get restored back to the original intent. <clears throat> so ambassadors for Christ, God pleading through us. Here's a, an ambassador is one who is sent to represent one country or government to another. They carry, they carry the authority of the president or the country they come from acting on their behalf. So as ambassadors, it's one of the reasons that Jesus used the word apostle because in that time and in that culture, they understood what an apostle was. They understood what an ambassador was because what happened was conquering countries would find out when they conquered a country when they won a war, that if they didn't come on the heels of that victory and actually send people, apostles or ambassadors, to, to shift culture, to implement their culture into the conquering country's culture, that that soon, that conquering 
uh, country would soon turn back to its old ways. And so they went in, helped them change language, the way that they did business, their education. They began to shift in every part of, they began to implement every part of their culture into every part of the conquered country's culture. And so he uses this language specifically and tells us that we're ambassadors because we carry the authority of our king. Right? We carry the authority of the country or the homeland that we come from. Therefore, we are representatives. We get to represent him everywhere that we go. This makes sense so far? And so, but for us to be able to actually walk in our God-given authority, we have to be under authority. I don't get to walk in authority because I read a book about it or because I do a word study and find out what it means. Those are gateways to understanding to transform my mind so that I can comprehend spiritual truth that will transform my natural mind to make it a, my, that my new nature would become second nature to me. Because all these things that are locked up inside of us in the Holy Spirit, we have, to, we have to actually allow them to transform our minds so that we can live naturally in our God-given identity. Does this make sense? So, we so me actually just having head knowledge of it without meditating on it and allowing it to create new neural pathways in my mind will not, will not help, help me. It actually has to do something up here. It comes, it's digested spiritually, meditated on mentally, and then it brings transformation and, and begins to be my everyday way of thinking. And so if I'm going to live as an ambassador that is walking in the full authority of heaven, I need to look to somebody who's actually done that before. And so our example would be Jesus, right? And so let me read just one passage to you. Matthew chapter 8, verses 5 through 13, it says, Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home, paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority having soldiers under me, and I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And then, verse 13, it says, Jesus spoke the word, and his centurion servant was, his servant was healed. And so the centurion actually recognized that Jesus, he knew that the only way that Jesus could have authority, and he understood this from a natural standpoint, but a natural thing actually mirrors things that are in heaven. And so he, he realized if he's a man under authority, he must be, or he's a man of authority, he must be under authority. And so when he recognizes this, it shows us that Jesus was fully submitted to the Father, and we see that also if you look in Luke twenty two forty two when Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane, Gethsemane, yeah, and um, he's he's literally sweating great drops of blood. He's in one of the most painful. It appears to be the, the first of, of more painful moments that he goes through. 
And he, he says this powerful thing. He says, Lord, you know, if you can make this cup pass for me, it'd be all right. <laughs> but not my will, but your will be done. That is language of a surrendered heart to the Lord, is that I no longer desire so much what I want that I only pray for that. But in every area of my life, I say, Lord, whatever your will is, I surrender to that right now. I know this is good. I know it is even I can find stuff that's according to the word that's good and want it in this area of my life. And it may not be what God wants to do something different. Maybe he wants to do something greater. Maybe he wants to do something that's not on my radar. And I need to be able to say, okay, I submit to you in this area. And submission to authority, is a, it's a daily, it's a day in and day out relational thing that we do with the Lord. And what it does, it does for us is not only does it help us to be able to live from authority, but it helps us to live, because it helps us to live from authority, let me say it like this. Because it helps me to live from authority, it actually, it, the source of it is the realization of my oneness with Jesus. That there's no separation between us. That he's not God on the other side of Jupiter. That him and I are intertwined as one completely. There's no separation in us. That we literally are walking and moving. It's in him I move and breathe and have my being. Right? And so when I, this is, this starts with, it starts with lordship. And I say, I make you Lord of my life. And then I surrender every single area. And for some of us, that takes some time, right? Because you, you ever accept Jesus in your life and you're like, I don't know if I want to give this up yet or this area of my life, or I'm, I like to control this area here because it makes me feel safe. <laughs> it's, we call that pseudo safety. <laughs> <laughs> not real safety <laughs> feels okay though right you're like and i understand it's it's grow, it's growing in my trust for him i won't touch on that anymore but i will say this james chapter 4 verse 7 therefore submit to god resist the devil and he will flee from you therefore submit to god resist the devil and he will flee from you the enemy doesn't leave because of words that you say. He leaves because of the one that you're one with and the authority that you release through that relationship, through the intimacy that you have with him. He responds to authority. Right? I've been in seasons of my life early on in Christianity when I wasn't fully surrendered to God and I was doing this, that, and the other in and living in, you know, just a kind of messed up, not didn't know who I was, didn't know what sonship was. And the devil would, would bat me around like a cat with a ball of yarn. Really, he just would whoop me one day and then the next, you know, for a little while, just mess with me any way that he wanted to. And I couldn't understand. I'm like, I'm praying all these prayers, binding all these things. <laughs> Bind him and remind him of where he's going and send him back to hell and all the, you know. Warfare stuff. <laughs> and then I turned all my warfare guns at my thinking. <laughs> and realized I needed to believe better. <laughs> that he wasn't responding to these prayers that I was praying because I wasn't living in submission to him, to, to, the, to, to the Father. I, I, wasn't under, I wasn't fully under authority. So I could not, I could not release authority. Does this make sense? 
It's, it's the key to, to being an ambassador. If I'm going to release the fullness of heaven on earth, we pray that often. Jesus, you know, Matthew 6, I, I, you know, he, he prayed, on earth as it is in heaven. All right? You know what else he prayed? He prayed that your, your will be done <laughs> on earth as it is in heaven. Not my will, what I think's right or what looks good or what feels good, but actually your will on earth as it is in heaven. And for me to be able to do that, me living under authority is key because that's what it looks like to be an ambassador of the country that we are representing. Do you know that there's not one single, one single inch of, of property on the earth that is to belong to the devil? He, no, he owns none of this. Jesus paid for the full thing. Remember what he said in Matthew 28? After he had clearly, and Ephesians 4 talks about this too, he had, he had descended into the lower parts of the earth, took back the keys, the authority. Keys represent authority. He took back the authority from the devil that wasn't supposed to be his anyway, but was handed over to him through Adam and Eve. He took it back, and then he tells the disciples and all of us that, hey, all authority in heaven and earth belongs to me. Go, therefore. He was showing them that if I have all authority and you are going in my name as my disciples, as my apostles, as sent ones, that you are walking in the authority that I got back. Isn't that good? We can rest in that. That regardless of where we walk into, if we are walking under the authority of the Lord, there is nothing that the enemy can do to us. That we are constantly supposed to be taking ground back. You know what they say in, in war terms? That if you're not advancing, you're retreating. <laughs> we were made to advance every single day of our lives. And this is, don't hear, don't hear work harder. Don't hear try harder. Hear intimacy. <laughs> that reminds me that I'm one with him that keeps me in a place where I exalt him over every area of my life and say, Jesus, you're Lord, you're King, you're my bridegroom King, you're my father, you're my friend, but it starts in that place of lordship. And then, then I can guarantee that there's going to be advancement and I don't have to try. Yeah, I am, am I intentional? Absolutely, I'm intentional. But I'm going to advance also without even being aware that I'm advancing because I've submitted to the first place of order, which is allowing him to be Lord. And then I am going to release kingdom everywhere that I go. The kingdom is released when you walk into the room. The kingdom, the presence of God, the kingdom of God is being released with every footstep that you take. And that increases, right? When we're responsible, you remember the parable of the talents? They were responsible. Like you were responsible with this, and then you get to be ruler over 10 cities. Right? What happened to the guy that wasn't responsible with his talent? He just tucked it away and he stuck it under a rock and he's like, didn't do nothing. So he didn't increase in authority. He wasn't responsible with what he had. How, how, how am I responsible? Just the way that I told you. I, I exalt, I, I remain in intimacy. To me, my responsibility, this is something the Lord told me years ago, 2017, I think David Wagner prophesied this over me. It was the Lord through him telling me, your new assignment is to remain in my presence. He was telling me, this is what I heard, you remain in intimacy, 
And another thing that he had, because he had just told me this, I think it was earlier that year in 2017, I had felt the weight of the world on my shoulders. You ever felt like that before? We started to gain influence and people would sin. They're like, oh, if you need to get healed, go to revive the world. Or, and I, start to ta- I started to take that on. And I wasn't supposed to, but I did. I'm just being real. And I got on a plane. Lindsay and I were going for a short vacay down in Florida. And I asked the Lord, I said, man, I'm, I just need a word. Can you give me, I need something. I need a word from you during this trip. And he spoke something to me while we were on the plane. He said, I just want you to focus on your relationship with me and live that out in front of other people. It's never complicated in the kingdom. If it's complicated, it's because I made it complicated. <laughs> and so he was, he was saying, I just want you to remain in intimacy. Focus on me. Know me. Worship in my presence. Focus on that place right there, and it will allow me to be Lord over everything. And you'll walk in the full authority that I have for you. Strongholds break. Demons run and cry when you get near, when you're under authority. Like they, they're not, they know, they know sons and daughters that are under authority. They recognize that. And you guys are, you guys have the authority of heaven inside of you. You're ambassadors of Christ reconciling the world with every, your whole life is saying to the world, be reconciled to God. Isn't that incredible that we get to do this? It's so, it's so incredibly simple. And so I don't, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say this one thing and then I'm gonna pray because I've kept you a few minutes over. You guys still okay? Y'all, it's so nice. I think you'd say that anyway. So, <laughs> so when we live this I just want to touch on this this is a te- I do I'm pro- I might do weeks of teaching on this particular topic and it's in its honor <laughs> I talked to two different people on Friday we had two different conversations um, two unrelated people and they both talked to me about honor and I thought and then I woke up thinking about it on Saturday morning I thought, Jesus, and then I opened to it in my notes. I, I had a bunch of sermons that I preached over the years, and I opened it up, and they were all honor, like six different teachings I've done on honor, and I thought, I better mention that today. Because I believe that when we are submitted, when He's Lord, when we walk as ambassadors, that what we release, what we show, and what we release is honor to the world around us. That, that honor is, that, that love is honor, and honor also, it, it brings hope into the equation. And this is what honor is. It's to apply the appropriate value to those that are around you. What's the appropriate value that's attached to every person? The cross. The cross paid for everybody. Jesus said, I, I love you all this much. All right? That's, that's, the, that's the value. Everybody is worth the cross. He applied the value to us. And so we get to, as ambassadors of the gospel, reciprocate that to the world around us by honoring all people. 2 Corinthians 5, around verse, I think, 16, it says that we no longer regard anyone according to the flesh. We no longer regard anyone according to their outward appearance their state of life, their lifestyle, regardless of what it is, we honor them and apply the value that the cross paid for them to them. This is what I'm not saying. 
I'm not saying in a relationship we don't confront people about bad behavior and we just act, let them act any old kind of way they want to. I'm not saying that, okay? But even in correction, in relationship, I first need to back up and see you the way that the Father sees you so that even in my healthy confrontation, I will pull you closer to me. In doing that, I will push you closer to Jesus, right? It's, it's all, uh, we, we say this to people often that we're in relationship with, and some of you have heard it in this room, is that the relationship's never on the table. The issue may be, but the relationship never will be. And what we're saying by saying that is this, this is not going to separate us, what we're talking about. Regardless of what it is, if there's separation between us, it will have to be on your end. You're going to have to choose that because we won't. We're going to choose to see you through what Jesus did in the finished work of the cross. And that's, 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 that to me is honor, right? It's, it's honor. It, doesn't, it says that I'm not scared of your mess because that as ambassadors of Christ, I am to represent like, so I have the authority of heaven, which means that I also give people the perspective that the Father has on them. And so I get to either demonstrate that the Father is afraid of messes or that He is not. Now, I think that all of us in this room and watching online, that y'all know that He's not scared of a mess. Otherwise, He definitely wouldn't have empowered the disciples. <laughs> he wouldn't have empowered me if He was scared of a mess. I look back at some of the things I preached when He gave me opportunity and, and poured the gifts out. And he gave, he gave me gifts long before I had maturity. <laughs> And he just showed me. I'm like, I can't believe you did that. I would have never done that. I would have never gave that to me. I'm like, there's no way. I would have waited years. <laughs> lots of discipleship. Lots of discipleship. I was so messy. <laughs> I was so messy. And he was, he's like, not scared. Not scared of a mess. And so when I honor someone... That, that may be messy or anybody, I, I just show that the Father just wants you to know He loves you. He loves you. <clears throat> Remember, He speaks to identity over behavior because when He speaks to identity, it, it actually corrects behavior. If I'm behavior-focused, it, it might be I need to go back into Galatians and read the first three chapters. I've been there before. So where, where am I focused? My beliefs are behavior focused. <clears throat> Ambassadors for Christ are beliefs focused because if I'm behavior focused, I'll focus on your behavior before I'll focus on your identity. And so as ambassadors of Christ and looking through the lens of honor, applying the correct value to, looks past all that stuff. It gives us eyes to see who people really are. <clears throat> There's so much more. Let me read 1 Peter 2.17. And then, actually, you know what? I'm going to read 1 Timothy 1.17, then 1 Peter 2.17, because they go together, and then I'm going to pray. <clears throat> this, is, this is where honor starts. Honor is another thing, like authority, that you can't just read a book on and think, I got it. There's an order of things in the kingdom. Read books about honor. If you want to read one of the best books about honor, you'll read Culture of Honor, which Danny Silk wrote. I believe it's heaven's model for the church. It's incredible. Um, I know it's probably not the only one out there, but Bethel Church has been living in honor, a culture of honor, 
um, for decades, and they never called it that before. They just called it Christian life. <laughs> and then people started recognizing it as a culture of honor, and they thought, okay, how do we tell people how we've created this culture? Because they were just living what Bill Johnson's dad had demonstrated to them. One of those things was not to keep judgments against people. <laughs> it's for another, that's for another time. First Timothy 1 Timothy 1.17. <laughs> now, now to the king, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God. I like that part. The only God be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. This is where honor starts. With me honoring him. How do I honor him? I put him in his rightful place as Lord over every area of my life. That. Well, that means that I'm in intimacy. I am not going to make him Lord over every area of my life if I'm not in intimacy with him. Because I don't make you Lord over every area of my life unless I trust you. Right? And, and I don't remain in intimacy unless I trust you either. And so they go hand in hand. You see that? Simple. It's real simple. So... We honor him as he is, and then when I properly honor Jesus, I will naturally honor people around me. I will naturally, when I honor him, put him in his rightful place, I will naturally honor you without any effort, which is the way the whole Christian life is to be. Effortless. Remember what I've said before, you didn't have to try to be a sinner? Real easy, right? <laughs> I didn't have to try to sin. Felt natural until it didn't. <laughs> that was a happy day. <laughs> oh, happy day. Sin no longer feels good. <laughs> and, and so the Christian life is, is meant to be lived naturally. right? And if I'm not living it naturally yet, I know, look, pay attention, because my mind in moments like this can go to the areas where I'm messing up. Because that just means that I still got some critical stuff that I need to deal with. Because you weren't created to be critical. You were created to celebrate. And I would have been super critical of myself over time. And Jesus taught me this. Don't, don't focus on the area where you may not have it all together yet and your mind's not transformed yet. Celebrate 85, 90% of the time. Celebrate the areas that you're growing in. Focus on that. And then don't be ignorant to where you need to grow in. But then through celebration, you'll see that area properly and truth will come in as you read the word and remain in intimacy and it will transform those places in your mind that will change your behavior. Isn't that good? 1 Peter 2.17, honor all people. That's another one of those profound, hold on to your hat. This is honor all people. That word means, that word all means all. Everyone. I looked it up in, in Greek and Aramaic. I looked it up in the dictionary. <laughs> it's, just, oh, it's just everyone. You, I just couldn't get around it. <laughs> Point in my life when I thought that couldn't possibly mean all people. <laughs> Love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. I don't even have time to touch on honor the king. I will tell you that Peter was living under the reign of Nero at the time he said that. <laughs> who were using Christians as sport, uh, killing them and using them as torches. And he said, honor the king. Wow. <laughs> so this, this, is, this, is your, this is your homework. Exalt him above everything else. 
find an area of your life that, that could have possibly, maybe there's nobody in this room that's done this, that could have possibly crept in and got above Jesus' lordship and, and get in and get in worship in intimacy, right? And don't let condemnation or guilt or any of that stuff creep in there because that's not shame. He doesn't, he doesn't do that. That's not him. He sweetly draws us in, woos us in to his heart constantly through love and compassion. Remember, even in his correction, he pulls us closer to him. He just loves us so much. And the Holy Spirit wants even way more than you and I could ever fathom. He wants us to walk in the fullness of everything that the Father sees us as already, as sons and daughters, as ambassadors for the gospel, living from authority and demonstrating honor and the kingdom that we represent and represent in the earth so that the whole earth can recognize the glory of the Lord. It's one thing for the earth to be filled with the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. It's another thing for the people to see it. And you and I get to demonstrate it to everyone around us. So if you would stand with me and pray. Thanks for letting me take you few minutes after. Thanks, Jesus. If you didn't hear anything else, hear this. He is more invested in your empowerment and you walking in the fullness of who you are than you and I could ever be. He gave his life for it. <laughs> like he wants this far more than you and I could ever want it. So we don't need to try harder to do it. We need to remain in intimacy and rest in who we are, rest in who he is, in the truth of the gospel, the finished work. I like that it says finished work, right? That means you and I don't need to add to it. wants this more than we want it. Holy Spirit, would you come in this moment? Thanks for all that you've already done. Thanks for the healing that's happened internally, externally. And thanks right now for bringing to our attention any area of our life that we need to exalt you above it. I pray that every person watching in this room can, can say this, that not, your will, not my will, but your will be done, Lord in every situation, in every area, and that, the, that we would focus in on just exalting you, worshiping you, honoring you as King, as Lord, as Good Father, as Savior, as Bridegroom, as our friend that sticks closer than a brother, as the Messiah. You are everything to us, Jesus. You are everything that we need. You create us, therefore you complete us. And I thank you right now for areas of our life that we haven't trusted you in, being handed over to you so that you can truly be Lord, so that we can walk in the fullness of everything that you made us for. That we would be able to be the ambassador that you see us as. That our whole life would say and sing 
and prophesy to the people around us. Be reconciled to God. Come into everything that he made you for. Thank you, Father, for burning hearts, hungry people that desire more. Thank you. Thank you. I just bless what you're doing in the room, Jesus. Bless what you're doing to people online. I just felt like I, all of us could just give him our simple yes all over again. Jesus, we give you our yes all over again. I know we've said yes to you, some of us, many, many times. We say yes all over again. We say yes to intimacy with you. We say yes to our identity in you. We say yes to the full gospel. The full gospel. Your finished work. In Jesus' name. Thanks, Lord. Prayer team, if you guys want to go ahead and and come. Thanks so much for being with us today. I'm I'm so, so grateful. Thanks for celebrating me. If you need prayer, maybe if some of you that got partially healed and you're not completely, you haven't felt the rest of it yet, this prayer team want to pray for you or anything else. Maybe your condition wasn't called out and you need prayer for that or you just want somebody to encourage you or prophesy over you. I can put these guys on on the spot. They'll definitely encourage you and empower you pray into any situation that you want to bring to them. But if not, we just enjoy the rest of your day. Say hi to somebody that you haven't met before on your way out, if you would. Yeah, thanks again for, for being here. I'm, I want you to know I believe, I believe in you. We believe in you, what God's placed in your life. My gosh, feels just, you can feel the hunger and, uh, and just the authority that you guys carry. And so I'm encouraged to see what's going to happen this week as you guys go into your workplaces and into your houses and spend time with family and friends. And Because when we're reminded of topics like this, we begin to actually release it at greater levels at times. So pay attention and see what Jesus does this week. We can't wait to hear about it. Bless you guys. Thanks for listening to Revive the World Ministries podcast. Join us each week for another message and listen to past messages by visiting us online at revivetheworld.org.